I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to the ghost cities of China and how beneath the veneer a different story plays out. In the 1780s, a curious construction towered around the courts of Europe, a wooden toy and ivory cabinet with an Ottoman automation and a chessboard on its lid. The robot played a succession of challengers, including Benjamin Franklin and Napoleon. Its powers were attributed to scientific invention and devilry alike. It was in fact operated by a legless Russian veteran hidden in a covert cabinet behind the clockwork. It eventually came to be known as the Mechanical Turk. The city is like a mechanical turk. They hide their mechanics, tubes and sewers underground or within walls. What shows on the surface are the avenues and streets. In that sense, cities are like biological phenomena. The avenues and streets are nothing less than its arteries and veins. But what really makes a city, gives it character, is its lifeblood, its people. I was on a high-speed train from Beijing to Shanghai. The sun had just set, and I was peeking out of the window to catch a glimpse of China. I knew I would not end up seeing the smaller towns, away from the busyness and flashness of Shanghai and Beijing, away from the cities of Chengdu and Chongqing, which were former backwaters transformed into modern cities. As we got closer to Shanghai. We passed by places which felt eerily empty. The skyline could rival Bombay or even Manhattan, but barring the lone light in the high-storied building, there was not much going on. One could see shiny new street lights, wide roads and avenues, but just no people. I was encountering a phenomenon so prevalent across China that it came with the moniker of its own, the ghost city. I read up extensively on them. They were derided as follies of communist central planning. as a way for the chinese government to artificially prop up its gdp the economics nobel laureate milton friedman called them statist monuments for a dead pharaoh on the levels of the pyramid visitors reported finding vast seas of empty high rise apartments barren roadways and shopping malls these were dead on arrival with the background soundtrack made up of echoes gusts of wind and the sound of one's own footsteps from the chinese side the rationale seems pretty plausible As it continues to experience rapid economic growth, the government has rushed to urbanize rural areas. One of the key goals of this urbanization project is to redistribute economic opportunities that have drawn millions of rural folks into coastal cities. Hence, the new cities were built at a fast clip. It is estimated that the country has used more cement in its construction of new cities in 2 years than the entirety of the United States in the 20th century. I marveled at the existence of 50 plus ghost cities. but my own perceptions changed as i unwittingly found myself in one it was the dream vision of none other than deng xiaoping the successor of mao and the architect of modern china it was named after its location the east bank of the hangpu river it was a flat farmland a far cry from shanghai's old city and its various foreign concessions 
But even back in 2014, what I encountered was not a ghost city. It was a vibrant, bustling area with some of the most expensive real estate Shanghai had to offer, boasting of a 99% occupancy. The city district is called Pudong, the bustling financial capital of China, an intrinsic part of Shanghai which houses 5 million people today. What was farmland a few decades ago, today is the gateway to China for the rest of the world, as it houses the Shanghai Pudong International Airport. But for the initial years, it was indeed a ghost town, a laughing stock for the rest of Shanghai. The then mayor admitted that Pudong was like buying a suit a few sizes too big for a growing boy. Across China today, the so-called ghost towns are slowly getting populated. Kangbashi in Inner Mongolia, Binhai New Area near Tianjin, Mishi Lake City near Changsha are prime examples. Sure, many of these cities may not have lived up to their initial lofty promises, but they cannot be smeared by the moniker of a ghost city anymore. The entire journey of ghost cities feels like a fitting metaphor to our personal growth. We all have a closet full of failed projects, unrealized ideas and abandoned pursuits, of things we gave up on early, of things that fell into the chasm between motivation and success. Most of these things were conceptualized with our blind spots and eventually got waylaid by the travails of everyday life. But the significant side effect they generated is that very closet of failures, a ghost of our past. But maybe the entire point of this closet is to tell us about the infinite possibilities that exist within us, that the closet itself is an example of how imaginative, creative and curious we are. The only thing we need to do is to persist, just like these Chinese cities, and let ideas come out of the closet and not bury them in the coffin of our insecurities. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram.